Ain't this what they've been waiting for? You ready? Uh, uh. I used to pray for times like this, to rhyme like this, so I had to. Grind like that, to shine like this In a matter of time I spent on some locked up shit In the back of the paddy wagon, cuffs locked on wrist See my dreams unfold, nightmares come true It was time to marry the game and I said yeah I do If you want it you gotta see it with a clear eye view Got sure that she try and bless me like I said I Verbally Effective, episode 29 with your double E, Ina Esco. And today I have one of my beautiful sorors in the building with me, Miss Victoria Young. Hey, lady. Hello, soror. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Now, I am wonderful, and I'm so glad that you could join me today. You have a lot going on. <laughs> you have a lot going on. I remember when I first met you a while back, um, it was for um, an artist showcase. We had it at Handy Park mm-hmm. on Bill. And you perform, you did your thing. <laughs> I didn't know all of these other things about you. But we're going to get back to music. But I didn't know that you had all this going on in your life. Ooh, yes. Duke, Duke graduate. Duke University graduate. Go Duke, go Duke, go Duke. Look, I remember when uh, it was March Madness and you was just going Duke crazy. <laughs> I'm said, so obnoxious when it comes to Duke. Do you go back for like homecoming and stuff like that? I do. And in September, it'll be my fifth year. Um, and that's our homecoming. So I'm trying to figure out now how to make that work. I just look, it's just like my happy place. It's beautiful. I'm trying yeah. to pull all students from Memphis to go to Duke. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I love it. So there's probably not a lot of us that go to Duke, is it? No, it's like not. Like a handful. Oh, no. And especially um, students of color. Mm-hmm. No. It's now, a deficit. Are you all really tight, the alumni from Duke? We are. We are really tight. And I think that whole obnoxious go do thing <laughs> bonds us and nobody else understands or tolerates it. But we are a close-knit bunch. Um, it's a lot of things like dynamics on campus that kind of, you know, draw you together. Um, of course, we have Greek life. Um, and, we're you know, even though we hate. UNC, like, you know, they are horrible. Y'all hate them. I mean, hate them. Hate them. They are, you know, university of no classes. (laughs) Uh, I have a lot of great friends who, you know, went there because of the proximity. So it's a big college. How close is it? Like 20 minutes. Okay. Yes. So it's, and it's it's a beautiful place, you know. Um, It's blasphemous for me to say that. Oh, my. This is real deal Duke in the house. (laughs) (laughs) So you got your MA from Loyola? Yes, in Los Angeles. How was that? Okay, that was fun. That's when I was really on my superstar. I'm going to write, sing, right. chase my dreams. Um, I know you were. But I don't want to really be a starving artist, so let me get in grad school. Mm-hmm. Um, education was something that I really loved and didn't pursue as much in undergrad, so that's my master's in education. Wow. Yeah. And then you said, I'm going to law school. Well, How yeah. did that happen? <laughs> so, I, if you would have asked me what in April of 2014, um, when I was in my master's program, if I wanted to be an educator, I was like, no. Like, I will never, ever, ever be a teacher. And then, what, three months later, I was teaching. Um, and I was teaching in um, at Riverview Middle. Mm-hmm. Like, learned a whole lot. Loved those kids for life. And then, Whitehaven stole me away. And, of course, I had to go back because, you know, that's my alma mater. Yeah. And it was just a lot of policy stuff that I saw coming down the pipeline that I didn't agree with. Um, stuff that I didn't understand as a student and didn't understand as a teacher. So, that was very telling to me. So, I was like, okay. Look, if ever I knew that I wanted to be an attorney um, or um, to go into policy, it was then. Mm. And I'm like, you know, they they didn't, you know, they respected me as a teacher. My students mm. did, but it was still, you know, to some of 
Because why have teach, you know, you don't leave. You, like, die right. before you retire. <laughs> we stay we, we, we close. Um, you know, it was still like, oh, Victoria. And I'm like, okay, in order for me to speak on these policies and to be taken seriously, I need some skin in the game mm-hmm. beyond being a practitioner. So I'm like, how else do I learn how to analyze and, you know, the the history of these policies? Law school. So I am glad. Um that I kind of had that background in teaching, of course, um, in public service before going to law school because it kind of just tailored my focus, made me very intentional about the things that I was interested in um, and studying. So that's so how, how I mean, when you first got to law school, <laughs> I mean, were you apprehensive or were you really motivated, like you said, from the teaching standpoint? to understand these policies mm-hmm. and have skin in the game. Like, how was it when it you was, first got there? So it was, I had a conversation with one of my mentors, um, and it's shout out to Dr. Richmond uh, with SES, and we were talking before I went to law school, and I was just, like, venting about, like, I don't like this, and, you know, we should do stuff like this. And he was like, you know, slow your roll, like you a new book. <laughs> it's room for these new methods, but you still have to have an appreciation for traditional approaches and methods. So, uh, I mean, he kind of schooled me in a one-hour conversation that, you know, that I didn't get in, mas- in you know my master's program. It was like real world, this is what we're dealing with, and you do need to go in and and learn these. That's the only way you'll be able to, you know, do anything or people will respect you right. and um, or your opinion. And so that's I was just focused on. I'm like, I when I got there, first of all, I'm like, OK, I'm a little older um, than because I, I didn't come straight out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm ready to get in here. I'm ready to get out of here and like affect change. So I was motivated because I'm like, I mm-hmm. law school isn't. If anybody who say like I enjoyed law school, I don't get that. Mm-hmm. I hate law school. <laughs> it's like a it's, lot of reading, it's right? hard. And the reading thing I was used to because I was an English major, but mm-hmm. it is hard because you don't. It's so subjective. The mm-hmm. law and you, it's so subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're kind of trying to read the mind of a professor, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and especially being in East Tennessee, it's a completely different environment. You know, my. Um, I was the sole opinion about urban education or um, socioeconomic disparities. It's just they talk from a place. A lot of my classmates, classmates, it's not that they don't care. It's just that they're kind of ignorant of the. Mm-hmm. You know, if you we're some of life experiences. So if you've never been immersed in these cultures, you really can't speak to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that challenged me, especially because I, it's a microcosm of the world, right? Mm-hmm. If I when I leave here, the people who are writing these policies are the people who are sitting next to me in class. Mm-hmm. You know, so they don't have a perspective so it became it's my duty like I'm charged with um like bridging that gap to mm-hmm. being open to understand and it's a lot of times I get upset because I'm like be quiet you just don't get you just don't know right but it's like okay I'm here to um listen for understanding and then respond and try to reach a you know a mutual mm-hmm. a, a mutual understanding about certain issues so yeah, that's been. Do you find when you're vocal, mm-hmm. are they are they taking it in? Are they trying to understand you? Um, sometimes I have classmates, you know, and what I'm learning now, even as I enter the the practice of law, is not to be subjected um, or reduced to my blackness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know. Initially coming from Memphis, they was like, okay, she got her stripes, right? Like, mm-hmm. so she can talk about urban education because she's from Memphis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. then it's like, okay, well, she was a teacher um, and she may be a little smart. You know, she went to Duke. So, you know, she may have um, a 
intellectual approach and viewpoint. You know, so uh, (laughs) I think they have um, taken time. Me and one of my classmates, oh my God, we got into a heated debate in class. In class. In class. And my Mm -hmm. professor, he kind of like, he let it go on for a minute and he stopped and afterwards and we were both passionate. She had been in TFA. Mm-hmm. She's she was actually she just married a a black man. You know, so mm-hmm. she was you know she was really cool and it was just <laughs> after that conversation she was like Victoria, I want you to know I wasn't, you know, I agreed with you on a lot of things. And I felt more comfortable mm-hmm. and not seen as like, oh, I'm the the angry black woman mm-hmm. per se, but that she was open to um hearing my side to kind of, you know, to mm-hmm. it, letting it resonate, for her to have the conversation with me afterwards and to make sure she, I didn't feel offended, kind of let me know that, you know, she's trying. she You know, she's open right. um, to hearing my side. And if I can get her to understand, you know, maybe she can pay it forward to her friends and articulate it better exactly. than I would be able to, you know. <laughs> even if I, it don't have to come from me as long as Mm-hmm. It gets it reaches them some type of way. I can imagine so. maybe being labeled as the angry, angry black <laughs> woman at law school. Oh yeah, because I'm already loud. You know, I, <laughs> I, but we always get we, that the angry. But it's like I'm passionate, mm-hmm. and I just want you to understand. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I think about it with my mama when she used to fuss at me. It's mm-hmm. not because she didn't. You know, she was angry and mad. It's just I want you to get it. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I'm trying to. I'm I'm working on that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like it is a way for me to get my point across yeah. without how I've been conditioned mm-hmm. um, to communicate it. But right. you do. It's it's a thought. It's always it, it's it's sad that you can always yeah. have to consider that. OK, like, wait a minute. Let me dial it back mm-hmm. or let me send this text message to my group chat and let them edit it for me so that, you know, I've thought about it and I've cooled down um, right. so that I don't miss an opportunity to to explain and to be heard. But. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> wow, this is so interesting. So what do you plan to do with the law when you get done? When are you getting done? May 2019. Jesus, two more semesters. Oh, but that's not long. Oh, it's not. That's it's not. not it's not. It is not. It, it flies by. In the, when you in it, it's like, Lord Jesus, when mm-hmm. is this going to be over? But it goes by so quickly. Um, So I just accepted um, in a litigation associate position at Baker Donaldson Law Firm. Congratulations. Thank you. In the Memphis office. I'm super excited about that. Um, so I will be there starting next September after after the bar and all of that great stuff is over with. Um, you got it. You got it. And I just, I'll go in kind of getting a view of all of our practice areas. Baker is a very large firm, mm-hmm. um, around 800 plus attorneys nationally. Wow. Um, and Memphis was the, really the, it's the the first office. So it's rich with culture and history. Mm-hmm. Um, I've sat with some of the partners who were a part of you know, MLK 50, who um, just, it's just a wealth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I'm careful to I'm grateful for the platform and the access that I have by being a part of Baker Donaldson. Um, but I have so many things planned for once I, know I get you there. Do. Um, so many things planned. So I'm also, I'm, I'm really excited about I that. I know you do. Congratulations on your new role with Baker Donaldson. Now, as a litigation associate, mm-hmm. what will be some of your duties? Research, um, coming in as a first year attorney, I'm, a, you know, drafting, okay. um, doing things that, you know, partners Getting don't have, right, get my okay. feet wet, um, okay. really just training me to be an attorney because law school doesn't, it's not really practical. You know, it teaches you how to think um, and analyze, 
But that first year, first few years of practice, they are teaching you how to actually, you know, practice law and get in the thick of things. So. Okay. Okay. So I can see you having the young uh, <laughs> firm. <laughs> oh. Hey. Uh, hey. Know, hey. We'll hey. see. You never know. You right. never know. Okay. Well, um, I'm so happy for you um, with all Thank of your you. endeavors with law. But let's talk about something that's near and dear to your heart. I know that um, you started a nonprofit as mm-hmm. well. So Tell me about that. Th- that was when I was in L.A. trying to be a superstar, uh, but I was also doing a lot of research in charter schools in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and it is just so many. If you think Memphis has a lot, you know, I L.A. Heard, is. I know someone right now moving there to start their charter school. Yes. Because so- Memphis wouldn't let them. Interesting, huh? So all of the reform (laughs) that was going on that led me back to Memphis before that I had a professor um, who just he had started a network there very young when he was in his graduate program. And we were just talking and he really kind of challenged me to think about what can be your impact now, because at that point I was on the I'm not going in the classroom tip. Mm -hmm. What am I good at? And I had just you know, I wasn't too far removed from doing all of the post-secondary planning, like applying for all those scholarships and doing applications. So I'm like, that stuff came easy to me. Mm-hmm. I had been consulting with like students and parents just off of the strength of people knew that I went to Whitehaven, went to Duke or whatever. And they would send me, can you help my niece? Can you help my church member? And I just did. It was just, it came natural. It was easy. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So I had a group of my girlfriends who had graduated from Whitehaven too. I'm like, y'all, like we do this. It's easy. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine all the people who are stressed out, like, who we could help by doing it? And we literally, probably within a few weeks, had formed the the entity. We were like, we're going to do a nonprofit. When I get back to Memphis, we're going to do a college um, panel. We're going to make these connections, connect students with actual, you know, like, the admissions office. Mm-hmm. I had learned how to play the game. And that's... Um, Something that I'm still very passionate about doing um, and can't wait to have more time to really shape it into what I know it can be mm-hmm. now. But that was just the whole, wow. the mission was to just, how can we make it easier for our, like, for our communities? What can we do? And I knew, my mama didn't touch a financial aid document. Mm-hmm. And I had to do so many. Scholarship. I was full scholarship, I know, but that's even right. still, I was and when, too. right? And when they're giving you at Duke, you know, they give me at that point giving me seventy thousand dollars to go. They make you go through. I mean, they want to know if your parent is deceased. We want the right. death certificate. Right. So I was they doing all of that. And I'm like, then people can't do FAFSA. Or they're putting the wrong number somewhere. And it's a, a significant difference mm-hmm. in what you, you're you getting back. So that was the whole thing, just how can we help them um, get into school. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. That is that's going. Visionaries is kicking up in full <laughs> gear next year. We're going to get a cohort. But okay. I want to teach him the game. If you need any help with mm-hmm. it, just let me know. Oh, I will. Hi, Sora, I'm here. Now, when you started talking about Visionaries, Inc., you said, when I, this is the second time I heard you say mm-hmm. it, when I was going to L.A. trying to be a star. <laughs> Why do you keep saying that? Well, tell me about you trying to be a star in L.A. That's the part you I want to know, I too. just, you know, I saw people from <laughs> Memphis leave and go to L.A. All and seize the opportunity and have been really successful following their dreams. And I'm like, I just want to do that. I want to break away from the okay, you went to Duke, what are you going to do next? Are you going to law school? And I'm like, I'm a creative by nature. I like to create. That's what I want to do. So I was thinking, I'm like, at this age, when I was 21, mm-hmm. when will I ever be able to go 
you know, with no responsibilities. And I was living in L.A. like a little posh princess. I didn't understand what? how good I had it. It was a phenomenal experience. Really? But I was just like, this. the time is now. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get back to that attitude and that, like, essence, that, that youthfulness mm-hmm. um, at 21. Freedom. Right, like, I, the world is my you'll oyster. You'll get it back. You'll get it I'm back. I'm getting it back because I'm like, look, <laughs> I'm not getting any younger. Look, you're especially going to get it back with Spin Cult. Go, woo! Spin Cult. Tell Spin, me about Spin Cult. I think, well, I thought my <laughs> students were like my children. Spin Cult is definitely like my baby. Mm-hmm. But it was in L.A. I was spinning because um, I had so much time and mm-hmm. I was I was living it up, trying all these different concepts. Um, and, you know, so they have L.A. has everything on every mm-hmm. block. You want Pilates, you want yoga, whatever it is, we got it. Mm-hmm. Came back to Memphis and I wanted that boutique experience where I can run and go do it and it's cool. It's, you know, chic, feels good. You meet great people. Could not go anywhere to get that in experience Memphis. In, in Memphis. Right. So I start researching stuff, and I'm like, okay, especially downtown in Midtown. At that time, I'm like, it's no spin studio. I love spinning. And I started spinning, though, my freshman year of college at Duke. Mm-hmm. Coming from Memphis, I had never heard of spinning. I just, like, picked <laughs> something off of the group fitness calendar mm-hmm. and um, did and it. Liked it. And I liked it. Yeah. And I love, I'm competitive. So I'm, you know, spinning next to uh, Haley and Haley is yeah. you know Haley been running all her mm-hmm. life so she is getting it and I'm like trying to beat her on the bike so I'm like oh my god I love this so that's how I fell in love with it so just doing research especially tapping into the medical district and all of like the incentives that they had and their support and push for startups and small businesses because they really believe in incremental development yeah. and that communities that are being revitalized they don't need big corporations that are coming in. They need people who are mission aligned, community driven and based um, to come in because that's who's going to stay. Yeah. And they just were very helpful. You know, they were jumped along you know on board because a lot of people in that office um well not a lot because it's not a big office but several of them have been transplants and knew that okay there's a deficit in fitness options and this is what we hear from other transplants mm-hmm. so i'm like okay if you want to live work play we're gonna put we, we need to we need to get in and i was just blessed to find the location will be at 700 madison 38103 um in midtown and right right in the heart of medical right district there. we have what all of the anchoring institutions mm-hmm. that's a prime location and so much development mm-hmm. it's like 600 apartment condo units going up around us over the next 12 to 18 months mm-hmm. so we were blessed to get in early and just excited about being there and launching and it's my baby it has taught me I so know, much i know i see oh i see god. it's taught me so much now about. you're gonna have to teach me how to do the spinning oh you got to come oh I'm my god ha- I, look i have to get in shape right because this is kind of like a rigorous it's rigorous but I, what i love about spinning you can do as much as your body allow mm-hmm. you can pace yourself and not feel like okay I'm, well now you'll look around and people who go hardcore that encourages yeah. you to come back so you can you know you can beat them especially if like you're a competitive person yeah. but we're gonna have good music that makes all the difference like great instructors instructor. great instructors i mean mm-hmm. it's gonna really feel like memphis i want that grit grind feel mm-hmm. like you coming in here to work hard um and just like a community And especially concerned about um, holistic health, not just your physical, but your mental, your emotional, your spiritual, all of that. Now, will it only be spinning? Will there be other type of 
classes? So for now, it'll be mainly spinning. Mm-hmm. We plan to offer like some pop-up theme classes, you know, maybe mm-hmm. a dance class, yoga here and there. But the main offering will be spinning. But that's for now. You know, we're gonna, yeah. we, we always got stuff up our Always sleeve. room for growth. Mm-hmm. I know you're going to have it going on. And Spin Coat will open when? August 25th. August 25th. You hear the date. Please support Victoria Young with Spin Cold downtown. What's the address again? 700 Madison. 700 Madison right there in Midtown. Now, I mean, Mm -hmm. you got the city on fire (laughs) with your other event, with with your exclusive event. Oh, Say it for me. I don't want to. Le Denard en Blanc. Le Denard en Blanc. Mm Mm-hmm. Tell us about Ledina. Oh, this 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 event here. So, like I said, I'm a creative. I like to create. Um, I like cool things and experiences. And law school kind of keeps you, um, kind of drains your creativity a little bit. So, I was thinking last year around this time, seeing my friends go in different cities. I'm like, what is this event, and why doesn't Memphis have it? I'm tired of us like having to go somewhere else to do like big cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So, did my research. Reached out to the international team, like, okay, how do we get this to Memphis? And went through all this. I mean, they they sent me through the ringer just to make sure that like I had the ability to to sell these tickets, to bring it here, create this experience. They kind of like Chick Fil A, you know. Mm-hmm. It's branded in eighty different places around the world, so mm-hmm. they want to be sure that it's consistent. Um, it was when we posted it, um, the initial posting. It literally just blew my mind. It blew the international team's mind. They were like, who are you and what you don't want? Because wow. you, you, this is in like 24 hours, we had a 5,000-person wait list. Wow. 5,000 p- people. And I knew, I'm like, if I want to do this, it's other people who know about this. Mm-hmm. And that wait list just spoke to other people knowing about it, being ready to do something um, different mm-hmm. uh, and and we, I mean, we were rolling. Those mm-hmm. tickets went. And the hardest part has been trying to, I want to accommodate everybody. You mm-hmm. know, if people want to come, I want them to be able to. But it, we only were allowed a certain, I didn't set the, the number. Right. Um, and that was the, you know, hard part because mm-hmm. people were like, the system is crashing and da 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 And I'm like, I ain't got nothing to do with it. I got people who also weren't able to secure a ticket. Um, but I think we're going to have a great time. It's going to be mm-hmm. a beautiful night. The whole premise of the event is just a gathering of just friends, a good time, not with the whole big, you know, like the status and all of that. It's just people who are really um, happy to be there with their friends, creating, mm-hmm. because you got people who are like, 50 strong trying to do their decorations for their tables, wow. coordinating like that. So, so they can do that at the party? Oh, yes. That is like. So that's what makes it different? That's what makes it, it different. It's like this posh picnic, but mm-hmm. you can go as fancy and extra as you want with mm-hmm. like your table decorations, okay. with your food, um, or you can be as, you know, simple as you want. Mm-hmm. But it is really up to you. But people are really like, wow. you know, like they have really embraced the idea mm-hmm. and running with it. So Will there be entertainment? Mm-hmm. It'll be entertainment all okay. night. Are you going to entertain us? See, I, I had a few <laughs> people ask. I'm like, you know, I'll be running around. Um, Y'all know Victoria can sing, right? <laughs> She's an entertainer. You heard us talk about going to LA now. We'll, we'll I, go with the music. So, but, okay. I think I sometimes I'd be like, God, why you give me all these talents and desires, Lord? Because mm-hmm. I really want to be empty. I want to do everything. Um, I'm going to use you up, girl. I know. Just like I want to be empty. <laughs> and mm-hmm. 
with music, I'm getting back into it. Mm-hmm. I'm finding a way. What like was it Oprah who said like you can have it all, just not at once? Mm-hmm. I'm finding a way to prioritize things and like get them into place so that I could like I can integrate all the things that I love. And I love music. Um, and being back in Memphis, especially being around like my support system and mm-hmm. even you saying like, okay, when you gonna do it? Mm-hmm. It's like it's it, it can be prioritized. I can do it. Um, mm-hmm. So that's going. That's going. That's, that's it's coming back. Yeah, because your gift isn't going away. So I and I don't want to lose you got it. A lot going right. on. So you know, you just gotta feed it, feed it until yeah. you can fully feed it. And I'm also thinking like differently than I did at first. Like I wanted to be like Beyonce's little sister type of thing, but I'm now looking at like the songwriting. You know, like yeah. other streams. Like how can I steal the money? Like the oh, yeah. right, right. Oh, yeah. So in Memphis now, with the push on um, cultivating like mm-hmm. local talent and mm-hmm. the support, you know, we talked about the Memphis Music Consortium. Those type of programs mm-hmm. are making it so easy for me to get tapped in and to um, build my skill set. I don't have an excuse. Yeah. So. So maybe when you're done with law school, it'll open yeah. up a little more time. Yeah. So that's going to be, what, May 19? Yeah. And I'm trying, I want to do some, I put it on my vision board. And I'm mm-hmm. really checking oh, stuff off that it. vision board this year. So hopefully a little mm-hmm. before then. Do you ever get stressed out? Um, How do you handle stress? How do I you? handle stress? I love a great glass of bourbon and a cigar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I could, if I could just do that, mm-hmm. that literally mellows me out. And my mama here this she gonna be like, oh, I just, I don't know where you got that from. Um, And being around my friends, I'm an extreme extrovert. So mm-hmm. I get my energy from good people, good energies. Um, that I... I don't necessarily get stressed out. I get I get real reflective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so before I get stressed out, I'm like, okay, what got to be put off and so I can go have this mm-hmm. this bourbon and See, cigar. There you go analyzing and thinking. Yeah. You got that law <laughs> background. Okay, okay, okay. Because I just don't want to claim stress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a lot of us go through right. it. Okay. I, I mean, looking at you, you you look so energetic, <laughs> like you don't look stressed at all. And I know you got a million things going oh, on. So and that's I'm, a good thing. I, and I'm on caffeine. I love a good, oh, I love a good um, cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, And it's just like, it has to get done. And yeah. once it gets done, it's, you know. I feel you. I feel yeah. you. Okay, so now <laughs> I want to kind of transition into some current events and with you and your law background. Mm-hmm. Some of these stories relate to the law. So... Mm-hmm. We kind of talked about the recent story of the black man that was shot and killed mm-hmm. by a white man mm-hmm. and stand your ground law came into place protecting the shooter. So right. let me just kind of set the story up. A man and his girlfriend and his child, they pulled up to the store parked in a handicap handicapped spot. The woman stayed in the car. The man and the son went into the store. So a white man leaving out the store, he comes out harassing the woman in the car. Saying, why are you parked in a handicapped spot? So they're going back and forth. So the man and the son comes out. The man looks at the other man talking to his woman and pushes him to the ground. The white guy immediately pulls his gun out and shoots him dead. Mm-hmm. And he will not be charged because of the stand your ground law mm-hmm. in Florida. So, I mean, I know it doesn't sound it, it doesn't sound fair to mm-hmm. me, but based on the law, why do they have that statute in Florida? Like, are they going to amend it? And that's the, it's it's so complex because you have so many moving parts, right? Um, 
I saw a quote today from Anne Hathaway, you know, the mm-hmm. actress, and she said, white people do not live in fear of violence no, like black don't. people. And you have, that's that's why voting is important, mm-hmm. because leg, these are legislators. And you don't have to be an attorney to be a legislator mm-hmm. to write law. If you look now at our statutes, they don't make sense at all. Like the lengths we have to go to interpret um, the statutes and uh, make it fit our situations, you know, or the arguments we're trying to make. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And it, the statutes are unclear um, from, I know from like self-defense um, laws, when people claim self-defense, a lot of the, when you look at statutes or you charging somebody with anything, they have to meet all of these different requirements in order to say, okay, you you qualify for you know attempted murder or mm-hmm. you get off for self defense and those different factors you know like one I can recall um, is like you in you are in like with assault or something mm-hmm. um, imminent danger mm-hmm. so how yeah, do we you know with with judges right um, it all goes back to who who's interpreting mm-hmm. these statutes and bringing these charges. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are in fear of your life, you can make that argument um, that you stood your ground because you didn't know, you know, in this case, you didn't know if the the, the black man had a gun. You didn't know if his punch would, you know, he was going to snap your neck. Mm-hmm. Um, so all you in that situation, you know, you just. You thought you were in imminent right, danger. You thought you were in imminent danger. Wow, wow. And it just, I mean, it goes back to the the people involved, like the prosecutors, um, mm-hmm. the judges, because one judge may say you weren't because, you know, and you're supposed to have reasonable force. Right. Mm-hmm. So how does your gun match him, his hands pushing you down? Right. But because that man, the black man was the aggressor, mm-hmm. it puts him in a tough spot, you know, mm-hmm. put them in a tough spot to argue that um, he the, you can't I can't prove your state of mind right wow, so yeah it's 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 so and that's why subjective the law is so it's a subjective. lot of gray area going on so, oh it's all gray i know gray. like it's gonna always fall in the hands of either the judge or the jury the, always okay so what yes. about cohen recording trump now first of all as a lawyer <laughs> should i be recording my client uh, but I'm glad he did. Right, but. right. That's why I'm like, as much as I, you know, 45 irks me. You know, that's um, that's an ethics thing. Mm-hmm. You just that's just really attorney just client privilege. Okay. You know, you do not. Which is funny because it's like, of course, Coin gonna argue. You know, I ain't leak it. I, I didn't record. I didn't know who right. did it. But as an attorney. You know, you have the highest level of responsibility um, and loyalty, duty of loyalty um, mm-hmm. to your to your client, and can't stand forty five. No, but it's a it's it's it shouldn't have, it shouldn't have never happened. That should never have wow. happened. I wonder what's gonna come out of that one. I don't know. I mean, forty five just is so terrible, and it's probably so much other stuff that Cohen will be able to waive a privilege yeah. on. Yeah, um, that he's not gonna try it because yeah. I'm sure it's. You know, he's influenced him to break the law or go against, you know, yeah, a whole lot of other stuff. So he's they just both like, got a lot on each yeah, other. Yeah, so it's just like we got to let it go. Do you think that forty five will be in office until twenty twenty? I do. That's the. It that, seemed like the time it, just going, going by, and he just doing A B C D F G. When he lasted past the first six months, I'm like, woo, we are stuck. 
Fuck. And he's the type of person where I cannot. This man is just a complete joke to me. He's just the type of person who's like he gonna stick it out. It's gonna like it's yeah. gonna be go crazy or die trying. Like, yes, I'm going to stay to prove to y'all that. I stayed, and then after four years, I'm not going to run again because I ain't want to do this no way. His ego is off <laughs> no, the radar. Dead. He is so oh, problematic. Wow. Okay, well, we kind of talked about the law. Now I want to get into, like you say, you know, you was going to be a superstar right. in L.A. <laughs> Let's talk about a superstar that's really going through some stuff right mm-hmm. now. I know you heard about Demi Lovato mm-hmm. overdosing, and she talked about, like, her battle with drugs mm-hmm. for a long mm-hmm. time. And so I remember she came out with the song Sober because she fell mm-hmm. off the wagon. But now she's in a hospital. I mean, how do you feel about, you know, everything that's going on with Demi, with her OD, and just people yeah. in general suffering with this illness? Yeah, it is. It's so sad because, I mean, I love her um, as an artist, um, especially, like, as a singer myself. Like, you just have an appreciation for people mm-hmm. who can just stand up and go like yeah. she does that girl is incredible but i know she's had a history of you know, mental illness of depression um of drug usage and it's just that's one of the things with spin cult you have so many people who are suffering in silence um because of their own i guess internalized pressures that they put on themselves or just the pressure of society to do X, Y, Z, to be here. And my mom, she worries about me so much because she's an Aryan and she works um, with patients with mental illnesses. And it's just, she's like, Victoria, people, they you snap. You, you just, you take on too much. And I don't want that to happen to you. And I just think about my heart goes out to Demi and all of the other mm-hmm. um, artists or, I mean, people in general who just feel like, like that's the only option. They don't know what to do. And with Spin Cult, we I really want us to I originally I thought, okay, my selling point is gonna be like this whole immersive fitness and I want it to be techie and all of this. And I'm a person of faith and God kinda dealt with me on you you need to deal with people's hearts and that's the holistic health. It doesn't matter if I look amazing if I'm going home and I'm popping pills mm-hmm. or if I'm going home and I'm drowning my sorrows in um, alcohol um, or cutting myself. Mm-hmm. And it's just I, we have to be more transparent. And I feel like with my generation, it's being spoken about more yes, that, yes. you know, it is we need to talk about it, normalize Mm-hmm. Normally, it's just like any other illness, mm-hmm. and we cannot deal with what we don't acknowledge and what we don't accept. So it's, I mean, I'm, I pray for her. I just pray for that, like anyone dealing with, with those type of issues, because I know it's hard, yeah. you know. Um, and to have you know, friends and family that's, mm-hmm. you know, and that's affected by it. That's when you're able to see how intentional you have to be about checking on your loved ones, how intentional you have to be, even when you don't feel like it, when somebody is on your heart to reach out because you really never know what what they're going through. It's Mm -hmm. it's hard. And I mean, I'm just blessed because I do, I do enough that could drive, you know, I could stress myself out. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, like you mentioned that it's good that she's being transparent because mm-hmm. back in the day, right. a lot of this stuff was swept under the rug and no one right. talked about oh, it. Oh, you crazy. Right. Or are you crazy? crazy? And it's like, no. It's, yeah. No, we can't. We can't. It's, it just grosses me out now to think yeah. that we, I mean, and I think especially in, not just saying it affects the black community, but we don't seek help. We don't go to therapists because we're going to be shamed for it. You, yeah. you acted dramatic. You don't need that. 
um, even in my own family. Mm-hmm. I'm like some of the ways we communicate, we could we could do better we about this. You know, better. if we see we see somebody that helps mm-hmm. us because we're conditioned to be a certain way, and it's harmful. You know. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Now, um, how do you deal with social media? Because I, that just makes me. This situation makes me think of. Oh know, my god. Pressure with social media. It's a love and hate relationship. I say that I'm like a old soul in a new school world. Mm-hmm. I currently, um, you know, now I toggle between three social media accounts, right? So my own personal, which I barely, I try to post more because I get that's just the the nature of, I mean, that's the times we're in. Toggle between that, spin cult, dinner and blanc, right? Mm-hmm. So trying to, and this is literally, that is what gets on my nerves. Mm-hmm. I don't like social media because you do see people's highlight reels, right? Mm-hmm. And you see the highlight reels and it's like a look at me, look at me culture. And that's what I struggle with. Yes, I want my businesses to be relevant and to succeed and to be out there. And I get that social media has created like this infatuation with needing to know who's behind it and what does your life look like and how can I attach myself to that? And that's it's so superficial to me. Mm-hmm, and I hate it. Like even when I, I struggle putting stuff up and my friends, I have a friend who's like NPR, like you, you, you have to post more. Like you need content. And I'm like, that's the word. Content. It content. Beating the algorithm. Mm-hmm. Me and my line sister talk about it, and we always, we'll say something, and I, now I joke, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you just need to beat the algorithm. Like, that's the, yeah. you know, that'll solve all your problems in the world. And I struggle with it because I want the things that I do to go beyond that. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't believe social media, like, it's, first of all, take up too much of your time. It will. Um, it's a distraction. But I get that you're able to connect with people. It has some great benefits but then it's also very problematic mm-hmm. yeah it's i i try some days i'm like i ain't getting on here but other days it's like girl you got to get your money so you need to you need to post a flyer well you post what you want to post yeah Victoria. i think you got it all figured out young lady <laughs> and thank you so much for coming as my guest thank for episode for 29 you are definitely a delight. I mean, you are so oh, smart you. and so vibrant. You're giving I mean, me energy. I be trying. Yes, yes. So tell everybody how they can get in touch with you if you want them to get in <laughs> right. touch with right. you on I social just, media. Right, like I just said, uh, no social media. But no, I, I do love, I don't like instant relationships, but I'm all for meeting. I hate mm-hmm. the no new friends thing because mm-hmm. I love meeting people. Um, I like helping people. I just want to see people. I feel like a part of my calling it's probably a lot of things, but I know for sure, like, I'm a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're about that and, you know, okay. you you you, are, you want to talk about life, mentorship, um, need connections, because mm-hmm. we have to help each other. Like, yeah, we, we can't take on over the world by ourselves. I can be found um, mm-hmm. at <laughs> Victoria E. Young on Instagram. Um, and I think Victoria E. Young, too, on Facebook. Okay. And... V Young at spincult901.com if you want to shoot me an email. I am here. I do. My friends like you are like please, you have enough friends. Like but I I love meeting new people. You are inspiring a lot of people. So I know they probably want to see what you got going oh on. Oh my goodness. You know, I'm I'm so grateful and like humbled by that. I just do I literally I just do me. You just, I just keep doing I just you I just be doing me trying to stay out of weight. I am really trying I have a nephew cuz I obviously don't have kids. And I just think about him and how I want to build generational wealth. I want yes. him to be able to jump and do whatever he wants to do and it's like that's the motivating factor. So mm-hmm. I and I get my energy from 
from people and, and from work and from ideas. So, yeah. You are awesome. And Spin Cult opens August 25th. August 25th. Okay. We're going and and to be rolling on the river. That's the yes. name of our granddaughter. Rolling, on, rolling the on the river. Victoria Young for Verbally Effective, episode 29. Hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished. When I bought her ass tomorrow, y'all thought it was rainy. Flexing on these niggas, I'm like Popeye on the spinach. Double M, yeah, that's my T-Rose. Hey, the captain, I'm lieutenant.